0: Head on Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, your boy Pat the Designer, joined by J-Mac in the building, Bears Packers Week, we all know how we get around this time, no matter what. It's time to lose our minds, ladies and gentlemen, because Wednesday is here. That means that we got to sit here and break down what we're going to see from this game. Also, what should the Bears' New Year's resolutions be heading into 2024? And the support in the locker room for Justin Fields, how much is that going to weigh on the decision to either keep him or move on heading into next season? All that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave that
1: five-star review. Y'all know what to do j back. What's good, my guy? Hey, what's going on, my man? Happy New Year. New show, new year, man. It's been fun and uh <laughs> let's make this year better than last year.
0: That's the goal, man. That's the goal. And listen, we head into this year with an opportunity to get uh start 2024 off with a win.
1: Right? Yeah. Let's, one thing we can
0: we can say we didn't do in 2023 is start the season off with a win. Mm-hmm. Let's start 2024 off with a win. We got the Packers coming into town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this is going to be a very, very different kind of matchup when we look at the team that we saw week one versus what we have now on both sides. Jordan Love looks like he absolutely can play. Um, Matt LaFleur, I think, doesn't get enough credit as a play caller because he had Aaron Rodgers. Everybody was just like, well, Rodgers made him look great. Mm-hmm. I think Matt LaFleur is a pl- pretty good play caller. Uh, but a Packers defense that, if we're being 100% honest, kind of dog water. Uh, they are they are not good on the other side of that defense. Uh, what are your thoughts heading into this Bears-Packers matchup? What do you feel like is going to be the biggest <laughs> key to a Chicago
1: Bears victory? Yeah, and we talk about, you know, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. So, like you said, no bigger way to start the year off than getting a W against, you can't even say rivals, because we've been talking about that. Has it really been a rivalry?
0: Did you Justin, did you see Roger's comments on yeah, it? Like, like, this is our Super Bowl? Hey, he kind of pissed me off with that. Yeah, I mean, he, Justin, you uh, got the same amount of Super Bowl appearances as uh, Rex Grossman. Don't you forget that. Yeah, yeah. Don't you forget. Exactly.
1: Like, I mean, Justin Fields is 0-5 against the Packers, right? And... You know, you talk about New Year's resolutions, right? So you have an opportunity to go into Lambeau Field, get a W, but then you also have, you know, an exciting, highly highly anticipated offseason to get into. We know what the situation is here in Chicago. Either you're fielding or you ain't. You know, there's two sides of the coin. You got the fields and you got the the, the non-fields. You got the Williams, the Mays, or whoever, the other quarterbacks, or whatever they should do. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's exciting. It's exciting times in Chicago because – Regardless of who's under center next year, quarterback for us, we still have the draft capital to, to put things in place to help make that quarterback be successful, uh, whoever it is under center next year. Uh, so, yeah, you talk about the keys to this game, and I went back and rewatched the, the first week. Um, you know, like Flew said in this press conference, you look at the growth of this team from week one until now, and that's evident. Every team's going to grow. But in particular, you look at the growth of the rookies, right? And we talked about it, like Tyreek Stevenson, just named NFC Player with Player of the Week uh, this uh, today. Had two, last week. I mean, he had, he had tremendous growth. Uh, Javon Dexter shown tremendous growth over the past, you know, the past few games, especially. And you know, those are two guys I say are going to be key components to to this game because when you look at, and I start with Javon Dexter first and foremost. This offense, despite how good Jordan Love's been playing, right, the fuel of this offense is Aaron Jones, okay? Aaron Jones is back off an injury. I think he's had over 100 yards the last two games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But they thrive off him. The better he is running the ball, it sets up everything else, right? They run outside zone a lot. It sets Jordan Love up to be able to take those shots down the field with that group of young receivers that he has. Uh, They rely on A.J. Dillon a little bit, but Aaron Jones is the guy. He's the guy you got to stop. And, you know, I think Javon Dexter is going to be implemental in that. Uh, obviously, Mon, you know, Coach Flue's talked talking about Montez Sweat as well. Montez Sweat, well, we didn't have – we weren't able to get pressure the first game, but we had one sack the first game. And you look at the effect that Montez Sweat has had on his entire team since he's put on that Bears uniform. You know, the Packers haven't seen that yet. They haven't seen us have a pass rush like Montez Sweat or, or haven't seen a defensive line playing the way we've been playing uh, the last this year uh, you know, the last two years, because we haven't had that. We weren't able to get pressure on the quarterback last year, and early on in, in, in the first game, we didn't get pressure on him either. So you're seeing a, a totally different defense. You're seeing a totally different dynamic in which, right, Blues talked about being able to get pressure with that front four so that way you can play coverage. And we know what type of coverage Flues wants to play. He wants to run that cover two scheme. But the Bears have been running a lot of single high safety and been playing a lot of man as well, bringing Jaquan Brisker down in the box because Montez Sweat and those guys were able to harass the quarterback. So this Green Bay offense is going to see a different dynamic in this defense, a defense that's getting takeaways at a high rate. So I'm really excited about the matchup. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see our secondary against their young receivers. Christian Watson may be coming back. Jaden Reed has been a tremendous rookie for him. He really played well against the Bears in week one. Uh, he's been playing well for them. He's their leading receiver in terms of yards and receptions. Um, so I think it's going to be a tremendous matchup. I'm excited um, you know, to go up there in Lambeau and see how this is going to play out. Um, no, I think
0: that how this Bears team is going to be able to defend uh, the, the Green Bay Packers is going to be very interesting because I get it, right? Like, we don't like the Packers. We We don't want the Packers to be good. We pray to God they don't have another franchise quarterback up there for the next 30 years. But at the end of the day, right? Matt LaFleur is getting a lot out of Jordan Love that we didn't think that he was going to get with an offensive line that to me, I think they're the most penalized offensive line in the NFL. They're going to give you a lot of opportunities, but Jordan Love hasn't seen a ton of pressure in his face. You have to be able to get that pressure. You have to be able to get around his feet, force him to get off his spot, because I still look at Jordan Love as a guy who is, yes, can he play? There's a level of talent that is there. But is it Aaron Rodgers' talent? I don't believe so. I think very similar when I've watched some of the games and I've been going through uh, some of the Packers' tape as well through this week, kind of reminds me of a Jared Goff style of guy, right? Like a Jared Goff style of player where the system is accentuating the things that he does really well, but in those moments where there is pressure in his face, in those moments where there are defenders getting near him, you kind of start to see him turn back into a little bit more of the the pumpkin side of things versus the princess side of things, right? So, or the prince, I guess. That princess seemed a little, that was a little
1: disrespectful. I, I, keep my there. Bad, hey, I didn't keep mean it, it like there. that. It's the wheat. You're good. You're good. Keep it there. <laughs> keep it there. That was a little too disrespectful. I didn't want to get right on, his, right on his forehead. Bam. Keep it going, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> pause there, J-Mac. But no, I just... I just <laughs> it's, it's, packer week. it's packer week no pause let's go hey, that was crazy no pause let's, on packer go, week man. that's let's crazy go, man. forget the Packers.
0: uh but no i just i i think that listen and of course we know what this packers team can do with the running backs that they have yeah. but i really do think that the bears coming into this week of course the, the addition of montez sweat adds to that but you're seeing tyree stevenson now be at his best you're seeing javon dexter coming off of his best game of the season you have to keep that momentum going and i'm gonna be honest with mm-hmm. you right i don't i'm i, I don't like flus uh saying this is just another game yeah. i've never liked that from my coaches right and the one thing i loved about lovey was lovey was like this ain't just another game baby this is the Packers. this is what we're going up here to do yeah. we're we trying to get a win like it, i want the mindset of my team and maybe they do that in the locker room oh, maybe it's something they do behind 100%. closed doors but i want the mindset of my team to be this ain't another game. This is a game that if you win this game, first off, for the people that are in the building, if you win this game finishing off your third win in a row, right, jobs are saved. People are still going to be here that may not be here if you lose this game. So you want to go out there and put your best foot forward. And on top of that, you want to finally be able to say that in the Justin Fields era, you've been able to to uh, uh, defeat the Beast a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: and, and here's the thing, too, right? And, you know, we talked about this on the post game. me, you and Jeff, right? The percentage of us making the playoffs, right, was less than 0.1%, right? And, you know, we were talking about all the different scenarios, and I got a little agitated because I'm like, forget all that crap. Like, forget that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand, you know, we're praying for these scenarios to go right, for the Bears to sneak their way into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, this is a playoff game. It always, I don't care if it's the first game of the season, middle of the season, yeah. Whatever game of the season, it's always a playoff game when you line up against the Packers. The history, the, the tradition, everything makes it that way. You know what I mean? The stakes are high. And here's the thing, right? When you have, uh, like when you have a team, I mean, call you just calling you out, just always putting stuff in the paper about, oh, is this a rival? We own them. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers not even in a Packers uniform, still talking, still saying, I mean, and, and at the end of the day. He can talk because he ha- he has the stats and he has the wins to back it up. And as a player, right, if that does not piss you off, I don't care what coach Fluess says, right? Coach fluce is going to have his coach speak. He got to make sure he's got he's going to say that when he's at the mic, you know, to the media and to us, but I guarantee you when fluce gets in that locker room, and we've seen, yeah, we've seen him even kill fluce We haven't seen him get too high. We haven't seen him get too low all season in front of us. But at the same time, I guarantee you at the start of practice today, he's going to have he's going to have them charged up and ready to practice. All right. They're, they're going to practice fast that because that's they're going to have to practice fast because that's how they're going to play. So I don't I don't care what anybody says. This is a playoff game. You get an opportunity to go up to Lambeau and to beat a team to make sure that they don't get into the playoffs. I mean, it doesn't set up any better for you like. There's no other other way you'd want to start the new year out than to go up to Lambo and make sure those guys are watching the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And that and that's the thing, right? Like that's how it sparks something bigger, right? Yeah. I think one of the things that really stood out to me about when you guys kind of got going on your run that year before you finish off the season beating Brett Favre or uh, you taking the L to Brett Favre the next season you start the season beating Brett Favre you all of a sudden we're overcoming the beast we're, and then all of a sudden you propel all the way to the Super Bowl from that right yeah. but like those those are the things that as we finish out the season we've continued to see Justin Fields in the offense and defense just check off boxes okay this is where we want to be at this this is where we want to be with this Beating the Packers needs to be a box that is consistently checked. And checking off that box is kind of that mindset of, hey, maybe they're not better than us. Maybe maybe they're not the team that always beats us. Maybe they're not the team that can always find a way to win. Because there is some of that where every time you play a team, I, I, there are some teams that like, like Cleveland went on a losing streak versus Pittsburgh, and it would always be yeah. some kind of a fluke. <laughs> Where it would be like, they should win this game, and then Pittsburgh would come out with the win. You'd be like, what the heck is going on? There's almost a mental stigma that that sticks in the players' brains like, here we go again. I need them to be able to break that Justin Fields 0-5 versus the Packers. Getting a win here is the beginning of that, and I think it could be a stepping stone heading forward into whatever this next era of Chicago Bears football is uh, uh, heading into 2024.
1: Yeah, and you look at the first game, right? So you always you – know, I'm sure they've already – Completely unprepared. They've already went back and watched the first game. Now, here's the thing, right? The first half, finish the half is 10-6, right? Doing some good things. But look at the second half. We just imploded. I mean, the Packers made some big yeah. plays, All right? Aaron Jones, you know, he had the uh, <clears throat> the one-on-one. He ran the option route or an angle route against T.J. Edwards for a touchdown. Fields uh, got stripped fumble. they got the ball back in good field position. Uh, you also look at the uh, the interception that uh, Justin Fields was interception. He threw an interception. They returned that for a touchdown So, yeah I mean, yep, the yep. bottom just fell out the second half. But the first half, we were doing a lot of good things. We were moving the ball. We were putting ourselves – we had good field position. Then what happened? Penalties, penalty, penalty. Took, took us out of rhythm offensively. So, you talk about the growth and maturation of this team, right? Clean up those mistakes. The defense is playing at a completely different level. So, like we said all along when we started this pod, it's totally two different teams, right? It's a young team that didn't know how to win, right? we saw that the first half of the season. Like, we were miserable doing the pod. All the entire Chicago, everybody was miserable. Like, man, this team's bad. Scrap the team. You know, forget, just cancel the season right now. And look at the narrative we have now. Like, we're excited about this last game. Yes, because it's the Packers. But it's mainly because of the way this team has been playing. But the way they battled back from adversity and the way they have been, you know, performing at a high level. So it's exciting, man. It's exciting to see, you know, what type of team is going to go out there on Sunday, you know, and take the field to Lambeau Field. You know, a team that we need this win. We need this win going into the offseason. We've got momentum right now in terms of draft capital and the way this team's been playing. But to put a cherry on top would be to get a win against Green Bay. Yeah,
0: and I think right, like when you head into this game, you to me it's about not just the main guys, right? It's got to be about the other guys yeah. stepping up very much like they did in that Atlanta game. And Jordan Love, he's been very, very good with the football this year, outside of a couple of games. Thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions on the season. Let me ask you this: outside of guys named Fields, yep. Sweat, <laughs> or Moore. Yep. Who has to have an impact for you this Sunday? Because I think that this is a uh, this is one of the where we need all the dogs in order on this one. 100. I'm gonna start. for all the dogs, as Drake said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, I'll start first. Like for me, it's going to be a, a collection of guys, right? And I'll just I won't give the whole I won't give the whole entire offense besides DJ because that's what it's going to take. But it for me it's, it's – you know I don't know the health of Darnell Mooney, but if he comes back. I think he's got to be that Robin to D.J. Moore being Batman out there, you know, out there in our in our receiving core. because you look at it, it's just, you know, last week we played a Falcons team, right, and it was D.J. Moore just went off, okay? And we know that Atlanta – I mean, the Green Bay's defense hasn't been playing well, but they're going to play well against the Bears. They're going to get up for uh, playing the Bears at home in Lambeau. And, you know, I want D.J. Moore to continue getting his targets, but here's an opportunity for Darnell Mooney, right, if he plays, I don't know. Um, we haven't seen an injury report yet. We know he's in yeah. protocol, but here's the thing, right? This may be your last opportunity in the Bears uniform. You know, you're performing for other teams as well, you know, and you get an opportunity to go out on a high note, right? One to enhance your status in terms of free agency if you get there, but you also get to go out and beat Green Bay. So I think that him, you know, being that Robin to DJ Moore is going to be very necessary because well, Justin can't just drop back and just. I mean, they've got a good relationship, but Justin just cannot drop back and throw to DJ. DJ Moore, DJ yeah. Moore, right? And it, it's been working, but at the same time, you know, Packers are going to do something to try to take it away. Atlanta was dumb because they tried to play man coverage against DJ. They didn't. That was crazy. Dumbest, uh, dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it was, that was uh, crazy. It was like, yeah, we're going to play man and we're going to bring a safety over the top. It, 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 okay. it was shocking to see. And, and Green Bay is not going to do that. They're not going to do that. So, you know, Darnell Mooney, could be your last chance in a Bears uniform. Uh, Khalil Herbert is another guy. Like the run game was was pretty much non-existent. Game one, Fields led the team in rushing. And yeah, Fields, we want you to run the ball. We want you to be you. But at the same time, I need Khalil to step up like he's done the last two games. You know, put pressure on his defense. Don't put all the pressure on Justin. The better we run the ball, it's easier for Justin to get those explosive plays going downfield. You look at the last few games, right? We've been able to hit explosive plays downfield. Why? Because of the effective running of Khalil Herbert. You know what I'm saying? That's a direct correlation. When you have explosive plays in the pass game, it's because you have a successful run game. So those are the two guys who I'd say that I really want to see step up. Um, and another guy, Braxton Jones, man. Braxton Jones. I mean, they, protection is key. And it's not just Braxton. It's it's Cody, Braxton, the entire offensive line. Like Tevin, uh, Tevin had an awesome game last week. But, you know, I need Braxton. You know, you're going to be – Rashawn Evan, Rashawn Gary is going to be over there. We're going to need you to step up in protection. Um, I need that offensive line to come off the ball, get off the bus, and have an attitude, man. Have an attitude, set that tone of physicality, and let's get it.
0: Yeah, it's going. It, I think that you, when you look at some of the dogs that are out there, right? Especially to me on the defensive side, like the names that I need to see step up on the defensive side. Dexter absolutely needs yep. to be a name. Yet again, because I think here's the thing. You have an opportunity right now to solidify yourself where the Bears go into this offseason and say, well, maybe we don't need a three technique. Maybe we do have that guy already on this team. Maybe we do have that guy that can dent the pocket and continue to create pressure. And he's done an excellent job at that over the last few weeks, honestly. last three or four weeks, he's done a much better job. He's getting home now. But, like, right when you talk about that three technique, Yes, you want to see the sack numbers, but really the goal of it is just that I need you to dent the pocket to get guys to Montez sweat. I need you to force that quarterback to have to move around. And Javon Dexter's done a, a much better job of that. Need to continue to see that. On the flip side of it, I think that uh, there's going to be a name that scares me that's really going to have to have a big game, and that's Eddie Jackson. I love BoJack. I think that he is a, a, a very key piece um, as a leader on this defense. But let's be real. This season ain't been good. Um, he's been cooked in coverage almost every time. I've seen him have to yeah. play in coverage, right? Yeah. Like when he actually needs to make a coverage it's, play, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. Game,
1: you know, like if you remember, Romeo Dobbs caught a, uh, it was like a little short post route. I think it was on, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the down the distance. I think it was third and goal. Third and goal, if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Romeo Dobbs had one on Eddie Jackson. And that's a great point too, Pat, because like, that's a guy who's, you know, it may be his last game in the Bears uniform. Now, you're trying to improve your status, your stock, you know what I mean, to, to go to another team to get paid again in free agency. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that's got to step up. You're the leader of that secondary, you know. So, you one, you lead by example, but also you lead by how you play. And he's got to play well. Another guy who, you know, I, I like Dexter, but I think, you know, Billings is another guy that's got to show up because – like I said before, this team runs through Aaron Jones, and they run that outside zone. So outside zone, that offensive line is trying to get horizontal displacement. They want them. They want the linebackers to move. They want to be able to move and right. cover guys up and create natural uh, lanes for that running back to make a cut uh, and get up north and south. But at the same time, you know, if you're a defensive line and the way to defeat outside zone is getting pressure, get penetration. So, you know, we want Billings to be able to, to cause havoc, to cause disruption in that backfield. And that's what he's done. That's why he's here. Uh, that's why he got that extension. And he's been a dog doing that all year. But we need it. You know, we need that. You know, tuned up even more uh, this week up there in Lambeau. So, you know, a lot, a lot of keep, a lot of keep. The guys gonna have opportunities. to Have big games. and really gonna determine the outcome of this game.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting to me. Just, just <laughs> the mindset that they come out with. Like they, yeah. this has to be. Like you said about Bojack, this might be Bojack's last game. You talk about, you know, Mooney, this might be Mooney's last game. Heck, I, you talk about Justin Fields, this might be Justin Fields' last game as a Chicago Bear. It's not what I hope, but the reality of the situation is the Bears have a million options that they can utilize here you got to go out there and you got to give it everything you got. You have to play like this is now it is the last game of the season, but you have to play like this is the last game you're ever going to be in a Bears Jersey. How do you want to go out? What kind of tape do you want to put out there for these other teams? Cause I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be interested in Mooney. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that would be interested in the leadership of Jack. And what's interesting about Bo Jack is, right, like there's almost – there's a part of me – I understand that he's falling off, but there's a part of me that's like, man, if he restructured just so he could stick around, because I do think that he's a key piece yeah. as being a leader on this team. And he's right, a part of the whole leadership council and all of that. But I, I've really always looked at him as a guy that, you know – he kind of stabilizes some of the young guys on this defense. He allows them to be, hey, listen, don't worry about that. Don't get too big. You'll be here. Yeah. You, just be, make sure you're here. Make sure you're playing your role the right way, right? Like, you always see Bojack talking to young guys on the sideline. so I really think that that is a I, – I really hope he sticks around just on a – I'm a, I'm a veteran dude that that maybe aged out a little bit. We needed another safety, but I'm a solid backup, and, and you know, I, I can make these guys – tell these guys what would be been allowed him to feel comfortable in their job. Um, yeah. But if he's not here, yeah, I mean, like go out as a Chicago bear, as somebody who's seen successes here and has been a part of what's been rebuilt. What is rebuilding here? Go out as a dude. This number one on top. Yeah. I mean, put it all on the line. So hopefully that is what we see from this bears team heading into green Bay. A win to start the year would be great. But what should the Chicago Bears New Year's resolution be for this season? Because, I mean, in my mind, right, you have to go into this offseason thinking next year is playoffs are bust. Yep. Next year is we need to be a 10-12 to 12 win team where we did not have a successful season. And I think the resolution needs to be win at all costs.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, and we talked about this like it's it's a situation, right? You look at the offseason. Last year's off season, we were excited because we have the number one pick, right? We were excited because we were terrible. We were terrible last year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we got a- like we didn't have the type of roster we have now. You know what I mean? We have a we still have holes on the roster, but we had gaping holes on the roster last year. You know, and this year it's an off season where we, we we have the number one pick. We have two first-round picks. We have a lot of draft capital. We have a lot of money. And we've already filled a lot of holes via the draft and free agency already. So the excitement, I feel like, is going to be at a whole new level, uh, a whole new level in terms of a level that we haven't had here in Chicago in a long time. You know what I mean? And when I talk about this, I go on the defensive side of the ball, and I've talked about this over and over again, right? We have playmakers already on this roster at every level of this defense. Defensive line, you were able to get swept. You know, linebackers, you addressed that need last year in free agency. You got Edwards. You got Tremaine Edmonds playing awesome, awesome football worth every penny. I mean, hell, we got to deal with T.J. Edwards, and he's a hometown guy. You know? Hey, listen,
0: I I, I told somebody the other day, I was like,
1: look at the numbers.
0: Edwards looking a lot like Roquan. I'm, I'm a
1: huge Roquan fan. And I understand, and it hurt me to the core that, you know, they made that move, but at the same time, look what you got back. Look what you have now. And and then on the back end, I mean, I mean we can't – I mean, Jalen Johnson's playing well. Tariq Stevenson, we just got named defensive player of the week. Uh, Terrell Smith, I mean, Jaquan Brisker's been yeah. sticking his nose like, you know, he's down in the box. He's playing some great football. Like, we didn't have that last year, not to mention – all the draft capital and money that we have and where we're positioned in the draft offensive side of the ball. We got a number one receiver. You know what I mean? You've got Cole Komet coming into his own. He's extended. I mean, you've got the framework of a good offensive line. We still need some pieces there, but we have, you know, some good guys on that group. Tevin Jenkins is playing well. You brought in Nate Davis. You got Darnell Wright. Still need a guard. Still need a center. Maybe, you know, we need another tackle, but at the end of the day, like, the, the structure, the framework, what you have already is good, and you combine that with what you already, what you can get. Like it doesn't get no better than that, man. Like I'm telling you, is is and, and it's it does get better, but it, I mean where you're positioned, it can't get no better. And you talk about New Year's resolutions. I think you know, I I think I want Justin to be here, and I want to build around him. But as a Bears fan, and, a fan and an organization. I mean, you can't go wrong with, with either move, I don't think, because if you do draft a quarterback, well, then, hey, you're going to bring that quarterback in. He's going to be set up for success because of what you've already built around him. The infrastructure is set up yeah. to where he can be successful. The only way he won't be successful if he's just he's not good and he ain't going to develop. You know what I'm saying? But there, there's, there'll be no excuse for him not to be good because you have a defense, right? You have a run game. You know what I'm saying? So you'll be able to add some more pieces around him you know, to make him effective in the passing game. So that's the beauty of this offseason. Like, it doesn't get no better in terms of New Year's resolutions. Like, last year at this time, you, you told me that we're going to be set up to where we are right now. I said, like, that's a great New Year's. That's, that's awesome. That's a great way to start the New Year's, man
0: it it is hilarious too cuz it's really just about how we got here like if we had, yeah. if we had finished the season 8 and 9 but we were competitive the entire season none of us would be upset right now it's the fact that we were just dog water in so many moments in this game right like beginning the first 3 games of the season my god what are we doing game 4 yeah. we're winning last few minutes of the game how did we how the heck did we just lose that we were up 21 yeah. or 28 to 7 yeah. how did we just lose this game like yeah. it's just about how the season went down because we are we have an opportunity to be 8 and 9. Yeah. We have an opportunity to finish this season out on a high note beating your rival. You have the opportunity to go out and utilize the number 1 pick on the quarterback. You have the opportunity to utilize the number 1 pick to get more draft capital uh and hold on to Justin Fields and at the end of the day, the last game to me was the one of the most important games because it not only solidified of course the Panthers give us the number 1 overall pick, but All of Ryan Pohl's picks look good. Darnell Wright looked good. So now I got the confidence that my GM can draft. I said – my, my guy designed this on uh, – on <laughs> it's, it's like a presidential uh, piece over here over on the breeze, Super producer Joel Holt. He said, in polls we trust, baby. I like that. Yeah, you know I mean? I I like like it. It in polls cool.
1: we trust. Like he nice, like got the it. nice lineup, the little cut. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He, he fresh, good
0: taper. Yeah. I'm not sure why he's licking his lips. We asked he's him question over on the breeze. You I mean he's licking his lips? Oh, yeah, he, he, got my
1: first, he got two yeah. first-round picks. Which means looking like you got two first round picks like dude. you got money to spend like come on I'll be licking my lift too man like I'm like I'm going to McDonald's <laughs> hey. drive through, man come on now hey bro he he got the chops ready yeah
0: I mean but it, it but it it really is like I think there's a I, and I keep trying to I'm, I'm big on like uniting the fan base we always at war right no matter what at the mm-hmm. quarterback position we're at war it is what it is um And and guess what? If they keep Justin, we're at war. If they get rid of Justin, we're at war. You know what I trust? Ryan Polk. That's the uniting factor. That's the olive branch because we're heading into an offseason where his first two offseasons
1: have been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at it. They've been ridiculously good. Yeah. And you look at it like this, right? You, you, You talked about the season, right? And you gave a forecast of how the season went, right? If we don't have three games in which we have just complete collapses, right, in the fourth quarter, we're talking about a team, you know, in the playoffs. Denver. Yeah. The Detroit, yeah. Detroit game one, right, and Cleveland just collapse. We probably shouldn't have lost Cleveland looking back at it. The, the offense was horrible in that I'm game. I'm just saying, collapses in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. – you know what I'm saying? So that's – and that's just a part of growth, right? That's just a part of a young team understanding right how to play four quarters and it's easy as a young as a young player right you know you're playing well you've dominated the game all three quarters you let your foot off the gas and boom you know you get shell shot you get hit in the mouth and you know the coaches included because they haven't had they haven't had success here like flus hasn't had that success so it's human nature for you even as a coach right Man, I'm I'm yep. about to get my first NFC North win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have time, The coach speaks good. Hey guys, keep doing what you're doing. Everything's good. Blah, blah, blah. You go out there and get hit in the mouth. Because you don't finish. You don't keep your foot on the gas. You know what I mean? So it's under yep. it, that like it can't happen, but they've learned from that. They battled back from that adversity, right? And Flutes has this team playing so well. And I don't care if they can talk about, oh, well, they only played the Cardinals and they played the Falcons and this and that. The way that defense is playing, the way you're getting takeaways, and the growth that we've seen from Justin, and then the connection with Justin and DJ Moore. And even I'll give Getsy credit the last few weeks. Like, the game plan has been great for Justin. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've talked about it. It's been, you know, you know every single week. Is the game plan heads or is it tails? We don't know. It's, it's either one side or the other. It's, it's, you know, but it's been, if you look at the last few weeks, right? Justin has had success. He's looked more comfortable. Even last week, I mean, I've never seen him look more comfortable in the offense. Like, he's hitting his second and third progressions going through his reads in the passing game. You know, and then you look at the the ball placement and accuracy that he had on a lot of passes. Like, he was doing his thing. I mean, he was playing free. Like, he said he wanted to play early on in the season. And that's just, you know, goes back to what Flew said during his press conference. From from week one to now, you should see growth in the develop. You should see growth uh, with the team, but the development is there with Justin and not just Justin, but his entire team. Right? I think the biggest growth that we've seen with this Bears team is the belief—the belief that hey, we can win, we can dominate, we know how to win. Now, it's easy to say we want to go out there and win when you've been losing. So, human nature is like, oh man, I don't know if we're going to win today. But this, you know what I mean, Pat? Like. Hey man, yeah, coach, yeah. yeah, we're gonna win, coach. Yeah, I understand, but man, we've been getting this- hey, we ain't won one of these yeah, we know we about our ass that. <laughs> every week, man. man. we've been winning and getting our ass kicked in the fourth quarter. But guess what? This team, when they, I've been watching them in pregame warmups, man. When they get on the field, you can see that they have the belief that they can win. They know they're gonna win, and I think that's the biggest growth that we've seen in this team.
0: Yeah, and and to me, right. I like the fact that these guys are still in this together. I like the fact that these – like, you think you just broke down all of that. I'm going to be real. And let me ask you, how many teams have we seen fall apart because of that? How many teams have we seen fall apart because I don't believe in the coach? He done lost us three of these games. Yeah, I, I don't believe in in what he's built. Like, there's got to be some I, – I get it. For me, am I confident in Fluce as a head coach? I don't know if I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. Am I confident as here as an offensive play caller? I'm definitely not there yet. Am I confident that Justin Fields can be a franchise quarterback? I feel like I'm more there, but I still got a bunch of questions over here that haven't been answered yet. So I got question marks all the way around. Usually in situations like that, that's when it's like, "Hey, man, my career—the uh, the average length of my career is supposed to be like four years, bro. I'm trying to stick around and win some games in this mud. I'm not trying to be here." You'll usually hear things start to come out, and and I think it really speaks to. Justin Fields' leadership, Dare I say, Matt Eberfluss's leadership, how he's kept this ship together and how he's kept these guys competing towards the same goal, still trying to go out there and be the best that they can every week. And are there times this season where I've been absolutely ready to pull my hair out because, you know, uh, he's dropping Justin Jones back in coverage two weeks in a row. I don't care what nobody says. Yurko and and not Yurko, uh, uh, Danny texted me. He was like, Yurko said that, um, you know, everybody has that in their system. And I was like, but ours gave up 14 points. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Everybody has that in their system. That don't mean you got to call it or don't call it right there. Yeah, I mean, are there those moments consistently? hundred and ten percent. But. I see a coach that still has his team fighting for a goal, whatever that goal may be. Whether it's just fighting to get better the next day, whether it's fighting to get to the point where, you know, you're finishing out the season strong, no matter what, they're still fighting. And I've seen when the team gives up. Matt Nagy didn't have his team fighting at the end of the season. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We were finishing 8-8, eight and, eight, yeah, yeah. and that team would not yeah, He had them fighting. You know, he had them fight? fighting to get to the airport, fighting, fighting to get on vacation, <laughs> hey, fighting to get in the TSA line. Hey man, I, I told you, man. I got that pre-check. You gotta get to the. You gotta get there early. I got pre-check. Fighting to get in the clear line. That's where I yeah, am.
0: and and, <laughs> and listen, that that only lasts so long, right? Like at a certain point, that's going to wear off if you're not winning games. But in a season, like we've seen, I do give him credit for that. I also give Justin Fields credit for keeping his guys on track. Let me ask you this, because every time somebody in that locker room is asked about Justin Fields, um they basically look at you crazy. Like, why are you asking me, is he my quarterback or not? Like, I'm why would I never not ride with him? Like, he's going to be amazing. And y'all are just too dumb to see it. They basically call us dumb. Every time somebody asks that question, pretty much like DJ Moore gives, he don't say it, but he get a look like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, it's
0: almost the Russell Westbrook. When buddy was like, did y'all win this game or, or did they win this game? Or did y'all lose it? Yeah, Right? Like, it's, that's how he looks at us. So, when you see that, and when you see how they've rallied around Justin with all the leadership things that he has going on, what happens to that locker room if they do move on from him? And it's a business decision. 100%, Ryan Poles might. Hundred percent.
1: It's yeah. It, it, you, when you see guys right showing the support for Justin time and time again, every interview somebody asks them that question, you know, and you can. That's just signs and evidence of a tight knit locker room. You know what I mean? Like you talk, we talked about chemistry yeah. early on in this season. Uh, that's something that I even questioned with this locker room. I wasn't in the locker room, but I said, Hey, I wonder who the leaders are, who's the alphas, who's this. And you know, when you when you have that support for your quarterback, right? Um, you know, they're supporting their brother, it just shows the chemistry that they have, they want their guy back. Um, even the fans were chanting their last game. We want fields and all that stuff, right? But at the end of the day, yeah. I think despite what the guys want in a locker room. Um, you know, the guys upstairs, the guys in front office is the guys upstairs. They're going to make the best decision they feel is best for this team. So if that decision doesn't involve Justin Fields, right, they're not going to take into account, hey, DJ Moore loves Justin Fields. DJ Moore is on a contract. He's going to be here. He's going to play with where we put on the yeah. quarterback. So, you know, they. I, I think they can show their support. Will it have a factor in in, you know, the decisions that's going to be made? Yeah, yeah, but it ain't going to be the deciding factor. You know, polls will be like, hey, I know Justin, uh, I know DJ Moore loves Justin Fields, but hey, you know what? We're going to draft such and such. We're going to draft this guy. and You're going to have to learn to love and you're going to have to learn to grow and love this guy, the new quarterback. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, hey, if I'm a receiver and this ain't no shot at, you know, DJ and Justin, I love both of them guys. I think they're great players. They got great chemistry. Hey, but if I'm a receiver and a new quarterback comes in, and, you know, I go out there and have another career high in and, and, and receptions, touchdowns, yards. I'm going to love that quarterback. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's coming in, he's producing. You know, and he's helping me produce. That's going to help me get to another contract. So it, it's tough, man. And, and I've been a part of a, a, a similar situation, but we didn't lose a guy. Well, actually, yeah, we did. Uh, Thomas Jones, because, you know, he had Cedric was drafted here. Yeah. And then, you know, they were together for – what was it, a year, maybe a year or two? I don't know if it was one year, maybe one year. And then they then they traded away Thomas Jones in New York. And, you know, we all, we all had ties to Thomas in the locker room. So when there was speculation that, hey, the Bears, we may be drafting a running back at number four, we, we had the fir- uh, fourth pick in the first round. It was like, well, what do we need a running back for? You know, we got Thomas Jones right. coming off a 1,300-yard season. We got Adrian Peterson backing him up. Like we've got a lot of talent at running back already. We don't need, you know, a Cedric Benson, or for an office yep. guys, and, You know,
0: yeah, and and that's the tough part about it, right? Like it is, and I think the difference is, right? Like, said just never hit here, right? It never really clicked for him here. He hit more in Cincinnati than he did here in Chicago. If you guys had said behind that line, and said it was a fifteen hundred yard receiver every year right? Like, nobody would have been like, man, like, you still would have had love for T. Jones, but it wouldn't have been like, I don't know why they did this, but when you look at the numbers and you're like, well, yeah, he had, he had 686 yards, I think, one year and, like, yeah. three touchdowns. It's like, y'all got rid of a running back that ran us to the Super Bowl, pretty much, for a dude that's struggling to get a 1,000 yards. Like, that, yeah. so... I think the difference is, and and I've said this too, right? The reason why now, if you're going to make this decision now, is the best time to make the business decision, even though I don't agree with the business decision. I would rather keep Justin Fields, is because this is not a situation that Justin came into. This is not the situation that Mitch came into. This is not a bad, a young quarterback coming into a team that is god awful. Right. This is a young quarterback coming into a team that would have a top five defense, a top, uh, uh, a top offensive line in the game. You would hope you keep adding to that, um, adding a center, at least please. Uh, but, but two pieces on that line solidified already. You would assume you're going to go out and get a left tackle as well. I think Joe Alt uh, uh, or Olu uh, are going to be the the two names that probably stand out the most. And you're going to add some offensive weapons to this team. That young guy is coming into an offense that is, most of those guys are in year three of it. Justin Fields came into an offense where a good chunk of those guys were in year one, like trying to figure it out, yeah. trying to, okay, where the heck do, am I supposed to go? You come with a running game that's already established. Like this would be the time for you to make that decision because guess what? That's what the Jalen Hurts came into. That's what Patrick Mahomes comes into. That's what, uh, um, you know, like name, name the quarterbacks. that D- Dak Prescott came into, right? Situations that were built for somebody else. For whatever reason it was, they end up moving off of that person, yeah. and now you get to come into that situation. In your first year as a quarterback, you're like, oh, man, I got offensive line that blocks for me. Oh, I got a running game. Yeah. I, I got DJ Moore. What's DJ Moore doing over there? Let's get the football to him. right? Like It just makes your life easier, and I think that it would be an easier transition if they did do it. But I also think all those reasons stand for Justin Fields as well.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, all those factors with them getting a new quarterback and him coming into a situation that's set up for success, right? Here's another thing a a key factor to that, a key component, right? Is he going to be coming into a new scheme, a new system, right? To where everybody's going to have to learn and grow into that scheme with the new quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know, you know, if the coordinator will be back, if Guess will be back, or if not, they're going to go out there and find. Uh, you know, an offensive coordinator or would they find if they do make a change and they're going to draft a quarterback, would they find that they go out there and find that coordinator before they draft the quarterback. So that way that coordinator can have some input and in saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah, this guy fits my system better. This guy's the perfect guy on my system. And the entire offense is going to learn this system together, grow and develop in that system. So it, it's like we said to start this pod, right? You know, you, you really can't go wrong either way. And, you know, I put out a tweet the other day just showing that the, la- the, the last uh, number one overall top 10, uh, you know, quarterbacks that were drafted the number one overall, and if you look at it, it's not the success rate isn't that great. But at the same time, that's not saying, hey, don't do it because there is some great po- prospects out there and you have a guy that's already on your team. So you can't really go wrong either way. You just got to figure out you, you got to decide which way you want to go. Do I want to keep things involved, that list was, or do I want to get a new quarterback and still build?
0: That list was very interesting. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it and pull it up because yeah. when you look at the list, it really was um, – I, I think it's tough because I looked at the decisions made on a lot of those guys. Let me see here. It's on uh, Twitter. Don't worry, I don't have a uh, Jason – or not a Jason. I don't have a – what's up, boy, that put his uh, – <laughs> his whole Twitter out there or his old ESPN search history out there, whatever it was. He was wilding the other day. But, um, funny, let me see. But you, you look at this here, right? Yeah. Follow J Mac at J uh, Mac 37. Uh, top 10 quarterbacks, Bryce young, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Andrew luck, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford. Yeah. Bradford gross, Newton hit, luck hit, but got hit too much. Um, <laughs> hit, and hit and quit, hit, hit and quit, right? Uh, boy, hey, yo, uh, <laughs> Winston, um, Jameis Winston to me, that's a miss. That's a miss, right? Like I it, that's a miss, bro. He ain't, remember he was talking James about. Into, J, hey, Jameis had a, a bad situation yeah, around was, him, though. But that is a miss, right? He had it, he had the at the end of it, he had the Tom Brady situation. He threw too many interceptions. Yeah. That's tough. Uh golf, uh hit, kind of a hit. Is he I mean, hey, he's he leading
1: Detroit. When he, he got in the right yeah, situation, he's in the right situation. Baker.
0: Hit-ish. Baker, yeah, you know I mean. Like um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray to me is a hit. I just think he's a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think, Kyler, I think Kyler Murray and Jay Cutler share a lot of qualities. Unfortunately, one of them is not heightened. Yeah. I think Kyler Murray is an excellent talent. Yeah. I think that as a leader, a lot of people kind of look at him and be like, I don't want you as my franchise quarterback because I don't view you as a leader on this team. Yeah, um, Joe Burrow hit okay. Trevor Lawrence eh, right. up in the air. I don't know. And Bryce Young, I Bryce Young is in a horrible situation. But the reason I want to pull that up was I look at three of the guys on that list. I, I would say um Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, and um Bryce Young. And has it looked great the entire time? No. Yeah. But it also speaks to when these guys got with a coach that was like, hey, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to let you do what you do and I'm going to accentuate the things that you do well. Like, Baker hasn't been, oh my God, great, but he has looked like a good quarterback in this NFL. He has looked like a quarterback that all of a sudden they're accentuating some of the things that he can do. Jared Goff was an MVP conversation for most of this season, because Ben Johnson looked at him and was like, oh, man, you just got to get to this point. Once you get here, you'll be fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he turned into a quarterback where when I'm in Ross St. Brown didn't on the field, he still looks like a good quarterback. Yeah. Right. Like th- there are those moments to me where I look at Justin and say, and it's the part that irritates me the most about everybody. Let him go, because when he finds the right coach, he'll be great.
1: What? yeah and that's okay we find the right coach. right and you, you, i want the right coach. and that list just shows you right like we're talking about how you can't go wrong regardless of what decision you make because of what we have in place here in chicago you look at that list yeah like you mentioned pat a lot of those guys didn't have anything in place and look at bryce young poor bryce young poor bryce young oh my god Poor. Bryce young. <laughs> so, i mean but uh, bryce young you talk about Jameis, you know what I mean, when these guys came out, like Sam Bradford, like they didn't have yeah. the structure, right? Jared Goff, he didn't – the reason why he's so good in Detroit because he has a running game. You have a, you have a solid yeah. running game, so the pressure is not on you and your arm to beat a defense week in and week out. You can rely on that running game to help take the pressure off of you as a quor- as a quarterback. Like that's why Golf is now successful, right? Um, so that's I say all that to, that to say this, whatever you do – you're going to be set up here for success in Chicago. So it's just a matter of, you know, what polls, what you, what do you want to do? Do You want to keep Phils in build, right? Because Phils is going to, he's going to, he has a potential to be great. Do You want to keep, you know, you want to build around him and continue to aid in his development. Or, or do yeah. you want to bring a young quarterback in? You still have the draft capital and money to build around him and start all over, start over. And, you know, And and build and mold and build him into a franchise quarterback. Just a matter of what your preference is, really. Because at the end of the day, if you look at the Bears as an organization, I mean, this is the prettiest. This is the best setup we've had in a long time.
0: Yeah, and and it it's the best because again, I've said this multiple times, but not having your backup against the wall makes things so much different. Right? Why did Ryan Pace take Justin Fields? He took Justin Fields because he screwed up Mr. Biscay. He took Justin Fields because I had messed up so bad on this pick. I got to take a quarterback with this pick, right? And you trade a draft capital to go get Justin. You had to trade with the Giants to go get Justin Fields. So, like, he had to fix the mistake that he had made because the mistake he had made was such an egregious mistake. We haven't really seen that with Ryan Poles through two seasons. The mistake he made is Chase Claypool. Biggest mistake he's got on his list right now. And the Chase Claypool curse seemed pretty real. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just saying the Dolphins are four and four since I hadn't Chase Claypool. They were seven and one without well, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it's concerning. Uh, but I I I really look at how ryan poles has attacked everything every deal that he's made every contract he's signed every it doesn't feel like like nate davis has had a a pretty up and down year but i also think nate davis has gone through some things that may mess your year up right so bears pr work on that but uh yeah like with nate davis it's like man he has not looked good i don't know what the bears are gonna do Oh, the dead cap hit ain't that bad, though, actually, when you look at it. He's only making 11 million going into next year. Maybe if the Bears did find a right guard in the draft that they actually d- were able to develop and somebody you could build up, you could. Like, I see an out yeah. if we need to take that out. Yeah. I look at uh, uh, the contract that they signed with uh, Andrew Billings. Big Bill coming through the middle. Love it. Boom. Mm-hmm. Killing people. Mm-hmm. Forcing pressure. But there's an out. Demarcus Walker, there's an out. There's always an option with the guys that they sign. And I think that when you look at that, you see just the genius that he is. And it's why people trust Ryan Pohl so much because even in some of the bad decisions he's made, they haven't crumpled you. They haven't destroyed everything you're trying to build because there's so many different options. And he gave himself an out with the quarterback in Justin Fields where, yeah, I, uh, I I hope Justin Fields develops into a franchise quarterback here, but if he doesn't, I can go get one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, and, and let me like talk about, like, this. Like, they, they've already started working through scenarios. They've been working through scenarios before the season on what the last may be, you know, what may happen. But they're still working on scenarios, and they'll work on scenarios all the way up until the night before the draft. That morning of the yeah. draft, there'll be different scenarios. You know what I mean? So, it's like you said, hey. It's it's Ryan Poles. You got to trust the scouts. You know, more importantly, the, the the college scouts are the most important guys in this whole equation because they're the guys doing the homework on all these quarterbacks in the draft. You know, not just. I mean, there's so many. There's so many good quarterbacks that have a lot of talent that's coming out this year. You know, we keep talking about Caleb Williams, but hey, there's still Drake May, and you just saw Michael Penix put on a good performance uh, over the weekend. Yeah. So there's a lot of quarterback talent and. You know, you just gotta find the one that you feel is the best fit and the one that you feel could develop into that franchise quarterback if you don't think Justin Fields is your guy.
0: Yeah. No, and and again, it's it's the it's the if. There's so many options. Again, like if quarterback, wide receiver. Now nah, I'm not gonna lie, we we need to find, I don't know who's scouting the wide receivers. We gotta work on that. If any Ryan, if there's any advice I give, right? Like last time, I hey, look, last time I gave him advice, I told him trade for Chase Claypool. He did it the next day, so I don't know if I want to keep giving Ryan advice. That's I on swear. You,
1: hey, that's on you, <laughs> I, that's
0: on me. That's, <laughs> on me, that's my bad. I thought that it was a bad situation, I didn't realize Mike Tomlin was that guy. That's my bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, like if I could give any advice, man, let's, let's, let's see about uh swapping out who's scouting the wide receivers out here yeah. because uh. You looked at Tyler Scott and Romeo Dobbs and you picked Tyler
1: Scott. I'm just saying <laughs> I like Tyler. Yeah, I do. I love Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. And, I mean and yeah, Tyler hasn't played receiver for a long time either so he's still like a project, developmental guy. Um oh, but yeah. like man, come on Tyler, get both feet in bounds son. <laughs>
0: hey, and that was that was the moment like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, you could tell he ain't played wide receiver that long. Yeah. One. Because like he just like the one leg just way up in the air. I was like, you gotta work with DJ a ton, bro. You gotta, you gotta be working with DJ on toe tap and all cause DJ Morby be getting four or five feet in on passes that literally hit three yards out of bounds. You're like, how'd you do that? Yeah, well, less
1: space. I mean, the one he caught in the, the one he, the first pass, uh, first touchdown pass he caught uh from Justin in the back of the end zone was like, man, I'm like, man, there's no room. <laughs> there's no room, man hey somebody was trying to be like when i looked at it
0: my guy was like oh i think he's out of bounds i was like that's dj moore ain't no way he was out of bounds you see it and it's like he's in the corner and it's one two drag it's like all right bro like this dude is just ridiculous bro hey listen hey uh i hate to tell you this title who who did it didn't somebody take ballet classes to work on their feet
1: uh, wasn't that gordon, randy moore well collar well, gordon uh, was like i think he was in like oh um, gordon so, did that yeah collar gordon was in that um I'm not sure. But he, he grew up a dancer though, didn't he? Didn't yeah. he, don't his mom or something dance like that? Something like that. It was he did, he did, he did something like that, man. But uh yeah, I mean, he, and there's another guy we didn't even talk about. He's gonna be a key component this week, too, with yeah. Jaden Reed in the slot, and those two had a good matchup in week one. You know, that's gonna be a good matchup. That's one you definitely want to highlight. You know, who's gonna who's gonna win that matchup? Jaden Reed and Kyler Gordon. You know, Jaden Reed's a great young receiver, and Kyler Gordon's, you know developing developing into one of the better nickelbacks in this league. So I'm excited to watch that uh, that matchup as well.
0: Nah, no, for sure. It's gonna be a fun one this Sunday versus Green Bay. J Mac before we let you go, man, what are your uh prediction for this game? Do the Bears get a win versus that team up north and split. I mean, realistically in the second half of the season, we would have beat all our divisional opponents if they get a win.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Bears 31, uh Packers 28. I think it's gonna be a close ball game. Um, I just love the way they were playing, you know, so uh, these past few games. I love the way this defense is playing. Um, you know, Justin Fields, he's risen to the occasion. You know, he knows there's pressure in determining his his, his future here in Chicago. He's got a future, but whether, whether that future is going to be here in Chicago, uh, Khalil Herbert is running great. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. I think the Bears can pull this one out.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think it's gonna be a little more dominant than that. I'm not gonna lie to you. And this is not me sipping the Kool-Aid. This is me uh looking at uh, how this Bears defense has come out and played. I guess that's me sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit, but I, I just I really believe this defense has finally found its its footsteps, its footing, and its stride. Um, I got the Bears winning this one 30 to 19. I love it. I think that they come out and they they play a heck of a defensive game. I'm I'm uh I'm gonna say, let me say two takeaways in this game. Uh, they finish out the season with two more takeaways, both interceptions, and uh, there's a there's a large fumble that uh, doesn't doesn't get become a takeaway, but it uh, puts the Packers in like a a third and twenty six. So I'm going all in on the Bears on this one, man. Uh, I I think that this is a game, this is a statement game for this team. And listen, if they don't get it, we know how Chicago is. War. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. We go to war. Yeah. Oh
0: we, we, we marching on Hallis Hall. That's all it's, I was it's saying. A,
1: a huge game, man! It's, it's going to be exciting, man! It's it's the perfect setup to cap off a uh, you know an up and down season. But like, hey, there's nothing like beating Green Bay. Nothing like beating Green Bay, especially going into the offseason. man, 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 man. Ain't nothing like it. And the
0: opportunity for them to have the same record as you. Yeah. You fit—you all finish out the season eight and nine, and we all just look at each other all off season and just be like, yeah, who's really better? We'll see. You know what I mean? They, they get, there's a lot of opportunity here. Let's keep this thing going. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave a five star review. Y'all know what to do. As always, it's your boy Pat the Designer for Jason McKee. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Big Bird Don. Let's go get this dub versus the team.
1: Face. Yeah. north. Peace.